Broadcasting from Manhattan Beach and the World Wide Web, you're listening to CHSR, HealthyLife.net. As a service to our listeners, this program is for general information and entertainment purposes only. CHSRHealthyLife.net does not recommend, endorse, or object to the views, products, or topics expressed or discussed by show hosts or their guests. We suggest you always consult with your own personal, medical, financial, or legal advisor. Get ready for Mind Shock with Dr. Ron Dalrymple. The premier podcast in the world, bringing you hidden truths about your mind's incredible powers. Get ready to free your mind. Everybody, welcome to Mind Shock on Healthy Life Net with Dr. Ron Dalrymple. The show that will take you to the outer limits of your mind and to the inner, inner limits, the true final frontier. Our theme for this show is evolution of the supermind. We're covering many episodes with a lot of great guests. As you know, I began working at NASA at 17 years old. Where we put people in space, which we call then the final frontier. But at 19 years old at NASA, I discovered a whole new theory who showed me the true final frontier is inner space, the exploration of the true powers of mind. So our mission is to take you to the true outer limits of inner space. Think about that, the outer limits of inner space. Our motto for this show is Supermind, Superbody, Superspirit. Our honored guest today is author, best-selling author, Ora Nadrich. She wrote a great book called Live True. Ora, how you doing? Hi there. I'm doing well. Thank you. Great, great, great. Great to have you on the show. Well, it's wonderful to be here. Thank you for having me. Well, my pleasure. So I read your book. really enjoyed it. And we like to start off usually with asking about your journey that led to your creating this work and also, if you're willing to talk about it, various aspects of your life journey that brought you to this point, recreating books and doing programs and so forth. How do you think it all started going way back when? You know, if I go way back when, and I would say to even myself as a young child, I was always a very inquisitive person. I was curious. I wanted to know things. So, you know, there's that whole fear about nature and nurture. We come into the world with a unique nature that is the essence of who we are. So I would say there is that a spirit, if you will, that wanted to really explore and know what I'm doing here on this planet. Although I didn't have a sophisticated psyche as a young girl, I think what I saw was that I was, again, curious and I was also contemplative. I wrote poetry as a young girl that I would say were were somewhat sophisticated and almost existential, if you will. Fast forward two years later when an older sister of mine had a mental breakdown, and she was diagnosed with schizophrenia. That really just, you know, turned my world upside down. It was absolutely devastating. Mm -hmm. And uh, I couldn't really wrap my head around how I could have a sister that was just this amazing spirit woman one day and then never the same again. It took me on a very long, long 
psycho-spiritual journey. Um, I started to experience anxiety. I wanted to know more about the inner workings of the mind. And even though I had spent um, my life later on being an actress and a screenwriter, and my career was going quite well, I was really suffering because of the anxiety that I spoke of. And they just took me deeper into, uh, onto a Jungian uh, trajectory, if you will. And anybody who's familiar with the works of the psychoanalyst Carl Jung, I went into a deep dive into my own inner self, my own psyche, my unconscious, dream work. And it was so profound and life-changing that I knew that I wanted to commit my life to the understanding of self, self-realization, self-actualization, and the path of awakening. And it was a long one, and you know, there's much more that I could share, but it would go on and on and on. But I would say that's really what took me to where I am today. I became an author. All my books are really based on the inner journey and the workings of the mind and also mindfulness, which I became certified in the practice of mindfulness, which is the practice of present moment awareness. And so that's what I teach today. Well, the fascinating journey to go through. I know the, I think a life has a, a transformational journey for all of us in a sense, and we often go through traumatic events in childhood which push us in new directions. I went myself at NASA. I went to 17 years old and 19 at Discovery about the mind and energy field. So I began to research that and I spent the last half century doing that. Got these current theories and books and so forth. I'm really fascinated also by the fact that you're a screenwriter and an actress. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? I was. So when I graduated high school, I became an actress, which is something that I always wanted to do, and my career took off rather quickly. I did study with classic acting teachers and coaches, and uh, my career basically just started earlier than I had anticipated, and I started to do commercials and episodic work, and that was great. Uh, During that time, I had written a screenplay and I became part of a writing program for one of the studios and my script was bought which was just amazing and it was about to be turned into a movie. The circumstances of the studio uh, was such that the head of the studio was embezzling money and had committed suicide. It was quite a drama in Hollywood. So my movie never, my screenplay never quite got to be made into a movie but it was Extraordinary, nonetheless, that it was picked as, as a movie from this writing program. Once that happened, I knew that writing was really what I wanted to pursue, so I continued writing, and uh, when I delved deeper into the psycho-spiritual realm that I speak of, I really came to know that I wanted to write more about the psychological and spiritual aspect of the journey, of one's life journey. So I... I stopped doing that. I no longer wanted to write fiction, and I wanted to write about the journey of life and one's own personal journey. So I went from that to, again, being an author and wrote my first book, uh, Says Who, How One Simple Question Can Change the Way You Think Forever, which is a cognitive method for transforming negative and fear-based thoughts, and then uh, created an institute, the Institute for Transformational Thinking, and wrote my second book, that you mentioned called Live True, A Mindfulness Guide to Authenticity. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right, so you went through some, some trauma there earlier in life with your sister. It had to be really tough. 
when we got involved with the one studio, which you know, that happens a lot in Hollywood, all kinds of things happen out there, I know, which are very unfortunate, or even unsavory at times. That's when I spoke to myself over the years. So your inner, inner self told you there's a different direction to go in. It's a really beautiful thing. So you did, you pursued that. Good for you. Thank you. That's great. What would you say are some of the greatest discoveries you made along that journey, some of the greatest insights or self-revelations, you know, the transformational journey that, based on Joseph Campbell, we often talk about people go through a certain part of the development of the story, the story of life, and they have certain opponents, certain antagonists, and so forth, and they hit a battle scene of some, some type, and have some type of self-revelation, and they jump to a new level and often change their desire line or their path to will face new opponents. What would you say are some of those key self-revelations were? Well, I think that the the journey of awakening, you know, the journey of self-realization, um, the inner journey, if you will, was one of the most profound realizations that I had that, you know, really is about to be on the path of knowing more about who we are and what we're doing here. You know, that was really the most profound realization that I had on my journey was that I knew that I was committed to this path of, awakening, this path of understanding about my life journey, who I am, what are the inner workings of my spirit, of my soul, and devote my life, if you will, to a deeper understanding of that, you know, a personal relationship to my own psyche, my consciousness, the collective unconscious, which is something that connects all of us to each other and to what this mosaic, this tapestry of life really is, I would say that that was the most profound realization that I had, that this was a commitment that I was willing to make on the life journey, and that I can't imagine living my life any other way. I think it's Socrates, I believe, uh, that said, uh, the unexamined life isn't worth living. So for me, it was about the inquiry, the examining of one's life, of one's purpose, of, of deriving meaning from your life. And what does that mean to you personally? You know, I think for anybody who seeks that out, um, they will come upon a journey that is quite extraordinary. It, I mean, it's full of a lot of things. It's full of difficulty. It's full of pain. It's full of suffering. But it's also full of tremendous illumination. Do you know? And I think the greatest journey of life is the, is the inner journey. Exactly. In fact, in the transformational journey of, of Joseph Campbell and often used by screenwriters is that the greatest opponent you face, of course, is your inner self. And you have external opponents which are projections of different parts of yourself and often arise, in fact, as antagonists. You over, overcome something, some part you, something you have inside you haven't resolved yet. But then the real opponent you face towards the end of a great story is yourself. Is what's holding you back, what blockages are there. And many folks have a lot of thought emotion fixations early in life, which create the ego by the age of five. And that that's often like a subset of thought emotion fixations which are delusional beliefs, which keep us locked into a system of false beliefs in other words, which then misleads us in life. And breaking free of that set of delusions trying to find a higher path is very, very important. Get beyond that and always work for higher goals. How do you feel about that? I do. You know, this is a journey of transformation, do you know? And 
not everybody sets themselves upon that path. I, I think there's a variety of reasons as to why they do and they don't. I think that there are people that really want to know more. They want to have a deeper understanding of, again, as I said, of their life, their purpose, their meaning here, and what this is all about. Do you know, it's complex. It's divine. It's numinous. It's scary. It's so many things. This journey of life is. Do you know? So for me, as I said, I I chose to embark on that journey. I think why some people choose not to embark on that journey is out of fear. Um, I don't know what people really are fearing of themselves. I don't know what it is really. It's personal. Some people don't want to go deep within because maybe there are things that they don't want to know, which Jung called the shadow, maybe darker or unpleasant aspects of ourselves that we don't want to look at. I think the only way we can become really whole human beings is if we're willing to, to plunge deep within, if we're willing to really explore and look at, you know, to live, as you say, Joseph Campbell, to take on the hero's journey, to take on that journey where you can really come to know yourself fully, you know, and it might take you to places that are uncomfortable. It might take you to places that seem dark and alone. But, you know, going through that journey is the only way that you can experience true transformation, you know. And to get on to the other side of it, you have to go in it. You have to get through it in order to go out and get to the other side of it. Right. People come in for psychotherapy often start on the external layers of what's going on, you know, with the... Dr. Ron, I'm sorry, but I, I'm, I'm not hearing yeah, you all that yeah. well. I'm if you would mind louder. just yeah. speaking a little bit louder. Yeah, sure, sure. Yeah, when we do psychotherapy with folks, we have people come in. We often start with what the presenting problem is, is current issues. We help them work on that. And as they work through some of those issues, they can then go deeper and deeper into some of the fixations I talked about, which occurred earlier in life. So once they help to resolve the outer levels and go to deeper levels. And as it goes deeper and deeper, they move more towards that shadow you talked about. Those early life fixations, the thoughts and emotions that get stuck in place, as it were, which are very hard to see at first. Part of that journey helps take them down to a point where they can face those old issues and work on resolving those and releasing those, which then helps them approach that higher self within, that higher energy field, the higher energy system, the higher source, a divine presence, however you see that, will approach that higher source. So we talk about in quantum field psychology, you know, do a download from a higher source into the ego mind eventually. Once we resolve all the blockages, all the illusions, and open up those trap doors of the mind, we can allow that superconscious mind, that higher mind, to download into the ego mind, your present mind. How do you feel about that? Absolutely. I, I agree with you, and I think those are processes that one can go through in order to really move through those passages, if you will, or those portals of a deeper understanding of consciousness of oneself and of other and of, you know, all of existence, if you will. It's a profound journey, do you know? And I think that in order to really um, understand, again, oneself, you have to be committed to not sort of you know, doing any kind of bypassing or quick shortcuts for this. This is a deep journey within. And I think also it represents a lot of the work that we need to do individually in order to understand what we see manifested externally. You know, if the, if the shadow isn't really explored and looked at closely, as Jung said, you know, 
we will project it outside of ourselves onto others. You know, that which we reject in ourselves, we will project onto others. It's a lot easier to project onto someone else the things or aspects of ourselves that we don't like. And I think when we look at the troubles of the world and we look of at historically the dark periods of what has gone on, we can really trace it to shadow play. We can look at it as an outer manifestation of the lacking of the inner awareness of the self and the parts of self that people don't want to look at. I believe it's the greatest work we can do in our lifetime. I think, again, if we want to look at what isn't working, um, it, we can look at the macro and the micro. We can look at what is happening outside the external and what we're lacking in doing internally within ourselves individually. I think everybody must come to the understanding that this is work that is incumbent upon all of us to do. I can't speak for all the people that live on this planet. Um, it's sad to think of how many people choose to look away from themselves and don't want to take a deeper dive into the inner self, do you know? But I always can gauge by the problems that we're facing. It's like a pulse, and I call it taking a spiritual pulse. When I look at what isn't working externally, you know, um, the micro versus the macro, what isn't working is really an indication of what's not working within ourselves. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think it's great to recover in quantum psychology the idea that much of perception is projection. What's inside of us, we project onto the external world and onto other people and see reflected back to us into what's called the self-fulfilling prophecy. We think we're seeing reality. But it's our own self-created reality. Maybe that point you talk like that. Well, it's all within our own individual reality or sphere of consciousness. But the question is, what's the greater actuality which transcends all those sub-realities, as it were, that people create. We create these delusional worlds we live in, often based on the shadow and the fixations within. We must resolve those and release those, allow that inner light to come out. Those of us working towards that help others really light workers in the world, kind of bring the world to a greater level of light, which we have to do because, as you know, the world's in great chaos now. And these problems have to be solved. And we're at a time, perhaps, a great crisis. We need more people to wake up and join us in this work. How do you feel about that? I agree. You know, I have just written a third book that's going to come out this year, and it delves deeper into the levels of consciousness, and it really goes into the areas, and one of the areas that I do explore is, uh, you know, considering ourselves as light workers, you know, those that are, in fact, um, working from a place of the divine light, and, you know, that's a choice that one can make. Um, nobody has a corner on that. We all are made of the dark and the light. It's a matter of what you want to access within your own being and what you want to carry out into the world. So I think this is a very crucial time. We're at a great time of change. Um, this is a time, I believe, of another period historically of what could be called a great awakening. Do you know this isn't just about pandemics and political strife and polarization, although we're seeing tremendous chaos play out right before our eyes. But we have to look at the bigger picture. We have to really look at what is causing all of this tremendous chaos, what is causing this tremendous polarization that we're witnessing, you know. And if we don't take responsibility for that within ourselves, you know, yes, perhaps, you know, it's not for things that we have maybe not asked for. We didn't ask for a pandemic. But it exists, and it's happening globally. 
um, things are happening. Things are escalating. There are tremendous changes. I wrote a, a blog for the Huffington Post years ago, which is sort of interesting. It was like there's a spiritual shift happening. Do you feel it? That was years ago. We're always in the midst of a spiritual shift. It just manifests differently depending on what it's really expressing, what it's mirroring as far as what's going on on the planet at this moment in time. I think that we have a great opportunity now for this awakening, you know, that I speak of. It's a time of personal transformation. It's a time to take the opportunity to go deeper and to take a closer look at what isn't working on the planet. You know, if not now, when? If we're not going to look at what isn't working, and there's plenty that is really showing us that it's a manifestation of tremendous chaos, do you know, why not take the opportunity to delve deeper in oneself within to find out what are aspects of ourselves that is contributing to the problem, do you know? It's amazing to me how we sort of separate ourselves from these manifestations that we see around us, thinking that it's just being created and that we have no participation in it whatsoever. Do you know, I find that just mind-boggling of how people refuse to take responsibility for how we contribute to these um, occurrences that happen on the planet that can be quite difficult. Exactly. Yeah, I think that issue of taking responsibility also ties into authenticity, which, of course, you covered in your book, and I talked to Dr. John Smith about that a while back. He did a book on authenticity, really powerful, powerful, important issue. We'll come back to that after a break. So, folks, we're going to come back in a few minutes with Aura Nadrick and her, her fascinating work in books. It's Dr. Ron Dalrymple with Mind Shock. And we're covering a lot of fascinating concepts, so please stay with us. We'll be back in a few minutes. Do you ever wonder how the mind works? The Endless Question, a film by Dr. Ron Dalrymple, shows you a new theory of mind, one that bridges the road between spirituality and science while revealing to you the laws of creativity, things that can open up your mind to limitless possibilities. It is literally a theory that changes everything, and once you know it, you can apply it to your own life. View The Endless Question for free on Amazon Prime. The Endless Question on Amazon Prime. ASMC, the premier German company that supplies everything for adventure, from outdoor clothes to outdoor gear, even backpacks, lots of quality, and lots of specials. To start your adventure, go to HealthyLife.net's advertiser page and click on ASMC. Paradise Found 2015 is a film that sparks of intrigue about the discovery of quantum field psychology. Throw in a sexy spy story, a conflict between father and son against the backdrop of NASA, and interspersed with World War II flashback combat scenes, and you'll be surprised to discover the foundation of a whole new theory of mind. Rent or buy Paradise Lost 2015 at Amazon.com and prepare for the explosive conclusion. That's Paradise Lost 2015 at Amazon.com. Reach your health and fitness goals. Whether you want to lose weight, learn to dance, build muscle, or just live healthy, Beachbody gives you unlimited access to the nation's most popular fitness and weight loss solutions. Visit our advertiser page and click on Beachbody now. 
A complete mind development course, The Inner Manager by Dr. Ron Dalrymple helps you develop your concentration, memory, imagination, and more, all to help you program your mind towards success. But it's not a boring read. You are taken on a journey with a young man who is trying to start his own business and immerses himself into a journey of self-discovery, a powerful book that you can read again and again. Get The Inner Manager by Dr. Ron Dalrymple at Amazon.com. The Inner Manager at Amazon.com. Remember Positive Impacts, www.healthylife.net. We're back with Dr. Ron Dalrymple on Mind Shock and Healthy Life Net. Today we have the great author, Aura Nadridge, who's done some great books and some training programs. Aura, how are you doing? I'm well, Dr. Ron. Thank you. Great, great, great. Thanks. And maybe we can pick it up with we were talking last about the idea of personal responsibility and authenticity, which you make a point of, of course, in your book. Can you please pick it up there? Yeah, I think that part of the personal responsibility, when we use the word authenticity, if you will, I think we know what that connotes. It means genuine and real and honest. So I think that in order for us to take proper responsibility for our actions, deeds, words, behaviors, etc., is that we have to really understand what our authentic self is really about. How are we functioning? Are we functioning in a real capacity? Are we functioning in, in is true to who we really are? Are we functioning in a way that is not true to who we are and inauthentic, which could make us, you know, be um, dishonest, even deceptive, do you know? Um, those are questions that I think are really important to ask ourselves. You know, who am I in this moment? Am I showing up in this moment um, real, do you know? Am I being authentic? Am I being true to who I am? I just wrote an article about that that just came out in Elephant Journal today called Choose Authenticity in this time of duplicity. Do you know we're living in a very uh, questionable time where it's very hard to discern between what's real and what's not. So it's really incumbent upon each of us to take responsibility for our own authenticity so we're not giving any mixed messages out into the universe, which could be perceived as duplicitous. Right. It's very powerful important to be authentic, be true to ourselves. That's where the mindfulness comes into it, to track our own thoughts and feelings. Otherwise, we might get stuck in various fixations of thoughts and emotions, which folks often do, which can lead to psychological disorders. How do you see that? I do. I mean, I do believe that we must pay close attention to the thinking mind and the thoughts that we harbor there. Because if we're not careful and we allow for thinking that is really uh, filled with negativity, um, very fear-oriented, if you will, and we're succumbing to that, uh, we have to really see where it takes us. And sometimes it doesn't take us to very good places. You know, that's why my book even says who, which is a cognitive method for questioning negative and fear-based thoughts. And then my recent book, Live True, which focuses on the authentic self and using mindfulness as a practice to stay aligned with our authentic self. You know, when we are committed to practicing 
you know, things that really keep us in our wholesome self, if you will, or are functioning in a healthy, wholesome way, then whatever we do stems from that as opposed to coming from a place that's dysfunctional or we're not taking responsibility for the thoughts that we have. We're letting our negative thoughts really run the show. And it can turn into serious, you know, uh, disorders if we're not careful. Do you know, I do believe that a lot of those psychological breaks, if you will, or disorders, and with all due respect to anybody who has a chemical imbalance, but I think that we have to be very mindful of the thinking mind and what is harbored there. What are we allowing for? Because if we're allowing for thoughts that are really negative and full of negativity, we are really contributing to a type of um, thinking behavior that is not healthy. Mm-hmm. Right, exactly. If we, fixate, if we do fixate upon those negative thoughts and feelings, they often take over. In fact, we talk about in some of our work that thoughts and emotions themselves become addictive because they have a certain inherent satisfaction given to the person. They get used to the emotional feelings they bring up, the negative feelings. They get addicted to those, repeat the illusion and beliefs they have because it keeps reactivating those emotions. They experience that time and time and time again. How do you see that? Well, I do. I mean, we have to keep in mind that a lot of our thinking patterns or our thinking behaviors can become patterned and habitual, you know? And I think that is also an important thing to explore. That's why I believe that the inner journey, the, inner journey, the inquiry is so important. And my book says who, my first book says who really deals with that. It is an inquiry about the thinking mind, the thoughts that we have, to question them, you know, to understand if they really are serving our well-being or they're not, you know, or where do they derive from. A lot of negative thoughts don't even originate with us. We've taken them on from others. It could be something that we absorbed in the household in early developmental stages in childhood, you know. So we want to be very mindful of the thoughts that we have, and there are ways in which we can do it, you know, to be aware of the thoughts and to decide if we want to continue believing the thoughts that we're telling ourselves that are true or to question them. And do something that I even have in my book, which is the release and replace technique. It's a very user-friendly technique that, you know, you question a negative thought and you don't accept it as readily true, and you're willing to challenge it and you're willing to even change it, to replace it with its positive counterpart. There are things one can do. You know, if you're attached to that type of negative behavior, if you're attached to these patterns of thinking, these unhealthy thinking patterns, if you will, it's important to ask yourself why. Why has it become habitual for you? Why has it become a pattern of thinking? And if, in fact, is it serving you in some way? Negative thinking can be serving you in a way that is not supportive of your well-being, and you might be attached to being in a, in a feeling state that is negative. Do you know? There are a lot of people that are attached to the drama. There are a lot of people that are very attached to their negativity. Now, Sometimes it doesn't seem like there's a choice there because it's a way you've lived for so long that it's become part of your natural thinking, if you will. You default to that thinking. But what we've come to know with neuroscience and the neuroplasticity of the brain is that our brain is always changing. And if we input positive thoughts to a brain, if we look upon our brain like a computer, if you're feeding it good positive thoughts, you're creating new neural pathways. 
And by doing so, your mind will not start to default to those negative thinking patterns, but instead new healthy thinking patterns. You know, it's fascinating that we can work with our minds and our brain in such a progressive, healthy way. But again, you know, it's those that choose to do this. this these, are, these are tools and abilities and skill sets and techniques, techniques and methodologies that have to be ones that you are willing to try in order to, to really experience true change. Exactly. Yes, as a courage and strength and take responsibility, take that step forward, do that deep dive into yourself, to look at yourself and be honest with what you see in that mirror reflection and constantly try to move on and improve who you are to transcend each one of those fixations. Great, Reggie. So the transformational journey is so powerful for all of us that's a way to think about life, and this is a great secret I'm sure you know, kept in Hollywood for years. It's, I used to go to film festivals years ago, and screenwriters, the great films would not tell you what their underlying secrets were because they, they kept it all hidden. They didn't want you to know. Once it got out, many more writers now, of course, embrace those type of, types of techniques. It also reflects the, the personal spiritual journey through life. We've just had a series of transformations. I would say it keeps going on forever. We keep expanding beyond one state to another. We become much more divinely focused beings, and we approach what you talk about as, of course, the Buddha nature. I'll let you get to that when we come back. I have this break coming up. And so, folks, we'll be off for a few minutes here for breaks, and I'm talking today to Orrin Nadrich from Great Books and Research. This is Mind Shock, Dr. Ron Dalrymple. We'll be back in a few moments. Thanks. Here's a fun, stimulating program that can teach you how to develop your own powers of creation. It uses a three-part mind, stimulating approach to get you to develop your own creative thinking. It will help you create a powerful self-image and helps you see how you can take creative action. You'll develop your thinking power and your skills, and you can do this in eight days. Get Dr. Ron Dalrymple's book, Eight Days to Creative Power, on Amazon.com. Overcome your problems with the step-by-step guide. So get Eight Days to Creative Power on Amazon.com. Get high-quality glasses, sunglasses, and prescription lenses at eyeglasses.com. Choose from over 250,000 items and 400 brands. Already have frames? Get replacement lenses. It's easy. Go to our advertiser page and click eyeglasses.com. A complete mind development course. The Inner Manager by Dr. Ron Dalrymple helps you develop your concentration, memory, imagination, and more, all to help you program your mind towards success. But it's not a boring read. You are taken on a journey with a young man who is trying to start his own business and immerses himself into a journey of self-discovery. A powerful book that you can read again and again. Get The Inner Manager by Dr. Ron Dalrymple at Amazon.com. The Inner Manager at Amazon.com. Reach your health and fitness goals. Whether you want to lose weight, learn to dance, build muscle, or just live healthy, Beachbody gives you unlimited access to the nation's most popular fitness and weight loss solutions. Visit our advertiser page and click on Beachbody now. Do you ever wonder how the mind works? The Endless Question, a film by Dr. Ron Dalrymple, shows you a new theory of mind, one that bridges the road between spirituality and science while revealing to you the laws of creativity, things that can open up your mind to limitless possibilities. It is literally a theory that changes everything. And once you know it, you can apply it to your own life. 
View The Endless Question for free on Amazon Prime. The Endless Question on Amazon Prime. HealthyLife.net, the positive radio network. Dr. Ron Darnable back with Mind Shock. Here we have Or Nedrich talking about her fascinating books and her work. Or, how are you doing? I'm well, Dr. Ron. Thank you for having very, me. Very, great. I'd like to pick it up if we could with the idea that everybody has a Buddha inside mm-hmm. waiting to be awakened. Or, I might think of it as we need to awaken to that presence, bring a presence into our lives. Tell us more, please, how you see that. Yeah, I mean, I, for those that don't really know perhaps what that means or who Buddha was or what Buddha nature means, and this is not a religious concept, this is more, I think, for me personally, it's a, it's a, it, again, it's part of a spiritual awakening journey, if you will. Buddha, you know, um, was a human being, just like we were, who set himself on the path of awakening, and um, he became an enlightened human being, which is what Buddha means. Um, we have a nature within ourselves that is ripe with potential for being a more aware, more mindful, and ultimately more enlightened human being. You know, we all have that, I believe, within us, inherent within us. And if we want to connect to that, to tap into those aspects of ourselves again, we need to understand the importance of the inner journey and how to find that is by going within being comfortable going within, you know, again, going into the depths within oneself so that one can find out more about who they are. And the Buddha nature, to me, when I think of the Buddha nature, I think of more of an enlightened nature because that's what Buddha represented as an enlightened human being, somebody who took himself on the path of awakening, which led him to enlightenment. So we have what I believe is the seeds of that within us, you know. I find that to be very inspiring, really, that we have the potential, we have the ability to become more aware uh, human beings, more conscious human beings day in and day out. And so I think that's a great metaphor, if you will, on, you know, the inner nature of ourselves, that it yeah. is a nature that is um, yeah, with think, Julia, a great, the ability great, to awaken. Great I'm sorry, go ahead. No, no, that, that, that was the answer that I wanted to share. Yeah, it's really a, a great secret. I think it's been kept hidden from humankind for not just centuries but millennia. There's something inside us which far transcends the obvious, a much higher source. It's not been convenient, you might say, for governments, religions, institutions, universities to acknowledge that fact. It's been kept hidden for a reason, for power over people. But as the world awakens to a higher state, and those institutions are not so required to run our lives for us, obviously, we can run our own lives. And we see, I think what we're seeing now is the world waking up to a higher state of realization, a higher state of freedom against the opposition of oppression, which you mentioned earlier in terms of worldwide phenomena. How do you feel about that? Well, yes, I do believe that, you know, again, it's, it's a matter of how one wants to lead their life or be led to it, <laughs> you know. I mean, this is, again, a very uh, personal desire that we have. You know, are you somebody who wants to find things out for yourself and 
how are you going to do that? How are you going to find those answers for yourself? Or you're someone who needs to be told who you are and needs to be led. You know, these are existential questions to ask ourselves, you know. Um, things being kept from us, or are we keeping ourselves from it? Are we choosing not to know, or are we just assuming that things are not being told to us? I mean, one could look at that as the dual, dual nature of existence, you know. You want to know, then you lift the veils. You become a seeker. You look for answers. You know, don't just expect them to fall onto your lap. If you really want to understand what's going on, what this world is, what this life is, what the meaning of this life is, or your particular life is, then how are you setting yourself upon the journey? You know, what is it that you are seeking to know? These are personal questions one must ask themselves. Just waiting for the powers that be or other people or leaders or gurus or whatever to give us our answers is really just a type of passivity that I don't subscribe to. Yes, the answers are within each of us. Each person will find their own answers to that, their own, again, realities. But the question becomes, is there a greater set of actualities? There's things that exist beyond the human perception. There's higher levels of consciousness, for example, which transcend the normal levels. So as we awaken to the Buddha within, does that imply that we all have the same kind of powers Buddha had, the same kind of not just realization, but also abilities that many avatars throughout history have had? Once they awaken that inner spirit, and the superconscious mind can download into the conscious mind, and there's certainly provable type abilities a person can take on to show that they have attained that level of consciousness. See what I'm saying? I do, and that's a lot of what I go into in my, my book that will be coming out this year. I really, like I said, I delve deeper into the different levels of awakening and consciousness and awareness. You know, there, there are many different stages of awareness, and that's why mindfulness work plays so beautifully into the understanding of uh, heightening our awareness, which heightens our consciousness, if you will, and that we can really experience life in, in, in much more expansive ways. Do you know, it starts to widen the perceptions, and the way in which we see the world starts to alter significantly. We're not looking through just a narrow little pinhole. It starts to widen the framework. It's like a lens you know and when you look in a camera and you start to adjust the framing of it it can either get very narrow or it can get very wide the same is really to do with our perception of how we see the world and this is part of the the curiosity if you will this is for people who really want to know more who really want to take themselves on a journey of knowing more you know nothing is stopping anybody from knowing more you either have a desire to do so or you don't, and that's completely your prerogative. Do you know, I think this is an incredible journey to be on. It's this, you know, as Milton said, trip the light, fantastic. You know, what a journey this is, and it can be a fantastic journey. It can be just phantasmagorical, do you know, but it's how do you want your journey to be? What do you want your journey of awakening to be? Buddha had his own journey of awakening. What do you want your journey of awakening to be? Well, I, think a, I think a person won't know until they get there. You might want to be a certain thing, but until you've experienced that type of illumination, you're not going to know what it is. And once you experience that, it totally changes how you perceive it. It also opens you up to still further revelations beyond that. Talk about in quantum field psychics, the mind has two dimensions to it beyond the three dimensions, 
the world of spirit has many dimensions beyond that, perhaps infinite, at least in terms of where we sit. So we can want to be a certain thing, but what we discover from that might well shock us. That's why we talk about mind shock. These ideas are mind shocking a lot of people. I'm sure you do. I do. I do. And, again, do you know, it's just how deep do you want to go? How far do you want to go? Do you know? There's, it's, it's limitless. It's infinite. Right. Mm-hmm. That's right. Exactly right. So then if the Buddha concept is true, what does it imply about our higher states, what we all can achieve in this life, to transcend this world that not just change the world, it transforms who we are and what we're capable of, where we evolve in terms of a conscious entity, Beyond those levels. Great, thanks, Jay. Well, we're coming to the end of our discussion today. I wanted to give you a chance to tell our audience where they can find your works and learn more about you. You want me to share with you that? Yes. Uh, please tell the audience where they can get a hold of you, where they can find your works, and so forth. Okay, great. Sure. The, the best way to reach me is on my website, which is oranadrich.com. And my work, you know, my book, Says Who and Live True, are both available um, on any uh, publishing site, like, you know, uh, ordering site like Amazon, Barnes & Noble, or if you happen to have a bookstore, (laughs) what a thought, an actual bookstore um, near you. Perhaps you can order it through your bookstore, but you can certainly get them rather quickly on Amazon. And uh, all my social media handles are pretty much my name, be it on Instagram mm-hmm. and Facebook. My Facebook handle is author Ornadrich, and most everything else is Ornadrich. I have a couple of pages on Instagram, Ornadrich Quotes or Ornadrich. Okay, great. Well, it's been great talking to you. I'd like to thank you very much for being with us today on Mind Shock. Really enjoyed talking to you. And I really enjoyed talking to you, too. Thank you so much for having me, Dr. Ron. Great. Thank you very much, and best of luck in all your works and your journey as it continues. Thank you very much. Great. Thank you. Take care now. God bless. Paradise Found 2015 is a film that sparks of intrigue about the discovery of quantum field psychology. Throw in a sexy spy story, a conflict between father and son against the backdrop of NASA, and interspersed with World War II flashback combat scenes, and you'll be surprised to discover the foundation of a whole new theory of mind. Rent or buy Paradise Lost 2015 at Amazon.com and prepare for the explosive conclusion. That's Paradise Lost 2015 at Amazon.com. If you want USA and worldwide car rentals, choose rentacar.com. Free cancellations on most bookings, no hidden charges. They are trusted by over 4 million customers. Visit our advertiser page and click on the Rent-A-Car banner. Do you ever wonder how the mind works? The Endless Question, a film by Dr. Ron Dalrymple, shows you a new theory of mind, one that bridges the road between spirituality and science while revealing to you the laws of creativity things that can open up your mind to limitless possibilities. It is literally a theory that changes everything, and once you know it, you can apply it to your own life. View The Endless Question for free on Amazon Prime. The Endless Question on Amazon Prime. This is Jack Maher from the band Feed the Kitty. It's important to support the artists you love, and you can do that and get something authentic for yourself. 
Rock.com has the most coveted licensed merchandise of music, culture, and entertainment. So go to the advertiser page and click on Rock.com now. Quantum Field Psychology 2nd Edition is an astounding book on the new theory of mind. It is the first unified field theory that incorporates the influence of the mind and emotion on physical reality, the universe, and even other minds. It actually integrates all modern psychology with quantum physics, mathematics, Western, and Eastern spiritual beliefs. It's the true bridge between science and spirituality. Get your copy of Quantum Field Psychology 2nd Edition by Dr. Ron Dalrymple on Amazon.com. Radio your way. HealthyLife.net Back to Dr. Ron Dalrymple on Mind Shock. We just talked to Ward Nadris, done some great books about mindfulness, about how to center and focus our mind, keep it focused to avoid going off into negative thoughts and directions. In fact, there's a classic book published by a Harvard professor, published in 1971, called Be Here Now, which has some, some similar concepts to it. And as we talk about these things, you might think about how knowledge and understanding is like a huge spiral spinning around and around over time, constantly expanding and moving upward with the same ideas, trying to get reprocessed over time and also improved upon, I'm sure. Where he talked about being present means that instead of being focused on what happened yesterday and what could happen tomorrow, you're simply here right now. It's about getting off autopilot, which means uh, getting into the subroutines of the mind and so forth and stuck in those and become aware instead of your automatic actions and reactions that you're used to, Instead, you find a place of clarity and calm. So the present moment offers peace. This is a huge book back then, throughout the 60s and 70s, well, especially the 70s and the 80s, be here now. Now, in March 61, Professor Richard Alpert, later renamed Baba Ram Das in India, has held four appointments at Harvard University. He had a revelation through various experiences he had and went on a spiritual journey to India, where he was renamed Baba Ram Das and wrote his book and whatnot. He had seminars and so forth. Really an interesting book. You might want to check it out as well, as well as North or his books. Now, going back further in time, these ideas surfaced further back with Wilhelm Wundt, the father of experimental psychology in 1879. He had the first psychology laboratory in Leipzig, Germany. He developed a technique called introspection, part of his theory called structuralism, where the person would look at their thoughts and emotions, how they attach together. There's a lot of research in this. People are trained in the techniques. Of course, being here now or being mindful was part of that. Be aware of their thoughts and emotions as they occurred to see where they led, how they all connected up. We also talked about introspection as being a part of experimental self-observation. Now, Edward Titchener, a student of his, brought these ideas to the U.S. where they became popularized in the late 1800s and early 1900s. Let's go back further to the Greeks, going way back in time. Where the Greeks and Romans, in fact, had similar ideas. In fact, Plato and Galen, if you can say about this, where they talked about how thoughts and emotions affected profoundly the body. So soul healing, the ancient Greeks, which is might be transformed in some respects from modern-day psychotherapy or psychiatry, was a very powerful approach they used where we talked about healthy mind, healthy body, healthy spirit in this program. That's one of our motives. We also talked about healthy mind and a healthy body, which goes back to 1600 B.C. to the Greek sage Thales. A T-H-E-L-E-S, and look that up. 
both that healthy mind and healthy body. The mind and body seems to be part of the human experience for a long time. The question is, how much influence does mind have over body? The ancient theories and even the modern theories in medicine are that the brain is supreme, and the brain science is supreme, the mind is a subset of that. The other theory, remember, in quantum field psych is that the mind transcends the physical brain, that the mind really is supreme, that we are essentially spiritual beings inside a physical body, and our goal in life is to wake up to that, where the ego mind can connect to the higher mind. In this case, the Greeks and Romans were among the first to recognize that mental illness as a mental condition, as a medical condition, also influenced physical health, made his connections, fascinating stuff. It's also been found in ancient texts, such as in the Old Testament, British Proverbs, the idea that a merry heart does is great medicine to the body, as opposed to anger and fear and negativity, which affects the body in negative ways we know. Aristotle can also be given credit for formulating the foundations of psychology from a couple thousand years ago. He makes psychology with a philosophy of mind. and had an empirical approach in terms of studies of, that, of those days, trying to figure out how it all fit together. So again, he surfaced time and time again. Greek thinker Artemidorus, in fact, did dream work, which is initiated in more modern times by Freud and also by Jung and whatnot, as Laura mentioned. with fascinating stuff there. This goes way back a couple of thousand years ago again. So the ideas keep coming back again and again. It also goes back to Egypt. You know, some 5,000 years ago, they also researched these concepts. Also in India, they found that some 12,000 years ago, there were various seers who traveled about teaching higher mind ideas to the people, but then eventually fell out of favor, and the lower mind forces took over, Various people of a dictatorial nature created systems of ruling the people which crushed these higher mind concepts. Plato focused on various thoughts which parallels today's work of cognitive behavior therapy, believe it or not. Now, cognitive behavior therapy is the most widely used set of techniques for transformational change of folks because it applies to a wide range of problems and is very, very powerful. Plato also talked about exercising self-control through internal change. It's really fascinating to look back through time see all these things have evolved. So today, of course, we're talking about quantum field psych, where the mind is an energy field, which integrates with found all the prior theories of psychology. I'm going to read a book called Quantum Field Psychology, which is one of the books on Amazon. But look at that to see how math and physics and topology and calculus, well, sorry for those words, some folks don't like that stuff, but connect them all together in a whole new level of science. That's just a matter of opinion. But the idea is that there are scientific principles or a new bridge theory that ties in science to spirit. It's also a connection of all these fields together, so it actually is a unified field theory, which has been searched search for, through, for thousands of years for a theory of everything because it connects them all up when we go to a new paradigm of analysis. We have to incorporate the spiritual levels to see how the other levels fit together and make sense. In any case, our new film, The Endless Question, is available on Amazon Prime. It's free two-hour documentary where he explored these ideas, talked about a lot of fascinating people, through the connections of Nikolai Tesla, the great researchers through time, how the higher mind connects to the ego mind and whatnot, and how it makes perfect sense to explain these phenomena in terms of calculus, physics, topology, and so forth. Really fun stuff. It goes back to our theory, Quantum Field Psych, which was published in 2004, written up in the Italian Alps when I was teaching college there from the University of Maryland, with a fascinating, beautiful place to write the book in. In earlier books, one came out called Eight Days of Creative Power, based on university research, which goes into how to tap into your mind force, your mind powers, how to unleash your cognitive, emotional, behavioral abilities to become more creative and use that in life. The next book is called The Inner Manager, which is a journey 
where a young man goes on a journey of self-discovery, discovers a brilliant woman, takes him up this pyramid of light and of ideas. He learns how to think more creatively, uses his learning skills, turn on a super mind, super learning, learn his uh, whatever he wants to use in a more powerful way so he can transform these ideas into conquering life. And then we move on to Quantum Field Psych, another book called I Love You, God, which is a book of aphorisms of thinking higher thoughts on a daily basis to really help you align the conscious mind to the higher conscious mind. It's not just a matter of uh, exploration opinion. We're talking before about some things can be relativistic in terms of the reality each person has. The idea is there are higher actualities for existence as spiritual beings within the physical body. And I think our goal is to find those actualities, bring us forth into life, help us transform our lives. We have a new book in production now called Taming the Menagerie, Mind Games People Play. It's really a fun book about mind games. It's important to understand what kinds of delusions folks get into, how they act out upon others and upon the world in very manipulative ways. You can see it in politics, you can see it in universities, you can see it in any type of organization or corporation where folks play all kinds of mind games, try to get the upper hand on somebody else. What we're saying is we need to transcend these levels of thought, get to a higher level, to get beyond tribal thinking. At the higher level of thought, we all embrace each other as we're connected to each other, as Laura says in her book. We're also tied to that higher source. We are much higher spiritual beings than we realize. We have great gifts and powers inside us, and our goal here is to awaken to those. So, folks, tune back in every week through Mind Shots, Dr. Ron Dalrymple. We're on Healthy Life Net, great network, great folks here. We're on every Monday at 11 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. So, please join us and check out the rest of the shows on the network. There were really great, great things to look at and to think about, so, folks. So God bless. See you next time.